At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is the Denver City Cast with Holden Kushner. Presented by Bet Rivers. It is the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Holden with VEASAN hanging out with you. My buddy Ian St. Clair from Play Colorado is going to come on as he continues to celebrate the Avs advancing to the Stanley Cup Finals. Going to talk more Avs advancing to the Stanley Cup Finals. Talk about ticket prices, which are ridiculous just to get into the door as of right now. Maybe a strategy or two on how you can get into the game for less than $1,000. Plus, we've got Broncos, the new ownership. We've got individual game lines that are up. Lots going on here. Plus, two best bets for the NBA Finals game number three tonight and a little Rockies Giants. But let's get right into this. The front range four. The four. Biggest stories in sports on the front range. Now, Forbes was correct. They said that Rob Walton was getting this team. Uh, My odds that were minus 5,000 for Rob Walton to get the team correct. And the Broncos have now entered into a purchase and sale agreement with the group headed by Rob Walton and his son-in-law, Greg Penner, for $4.6 billion dollars billion dollars by far and away the most expensive purchase of a sports team in the history of the universe wow so here's what walton had to say about that he goes we're thrilled to be selected move forward with the purchase of the broncos we're inspired by the opportunity to steward this great organization and a vibrant community full of opportunity and passionate fans i mean you want to talk about a great use of adjectives 
Nice job, whoever wrote this press this press release up. Having lived and worked in Colorado, we're always uh, admiring the Broncos. Our enthusiasm's grown. We learn more about the team, the staff, Broncos country over the last few months. Okay, that's great. Uh, here's how we got the team. He has $62 billion, number 18 in the world, 77 years old. So he'll own it. Uh, the guy that'll be running it, though, is his son-in-law, Greg Penner. Okay, and, and he is going to be running the day-to-day -day operation. So Walton will be the head honcho. Penner will come in and we'll see a lot more from him, a lot more quotes, a lot more of everything from Penner than we would Walton in all likelihood. Okay, and Walton, by the way, related to Stan Kroenke, the Abs and Nuggets owner and the Rams owner through marriage. It's Kroenke's wife, Anne, who is Walton's cousin. So there's woo, a lot of, lot of tie-ins here. Think about it, though. As, as frustrating as the Cronkies are, because we can't watch their, or many of you can't watch their teams, and, and, and they don't pay you know, guys to stay in place in the front office like Tim Connolly, bottom line is this, they're winners. The Avs are in the Stanley Cup Finals, and the Nuggets have the two-time reigning MVP, and they're a playoff team. Okay, could you have said this five years ago? No. Uh, then... You've got Walton, richest owner in the NFL now. He better puts that you can't be a cheap owner when you're the richest owner in the NFL. You have to pay. You have to pay people. You have to upgrade the stadium, if not put a roof on it. If you want a Super Bowl, maybe a new stadium altogether, which I, I'm not so sure they need that. But this is a huge, huge deal. And I'll say this again. I wonder how much value that Russell Wilson added to the franchise. Like, was this franchise going for $4 billion? Then it's like, oh, hold on a second. Instead of a perennial loser over the last half decade, now we got a quarterback in place and we're going to win all the time. Did it add another half a billion dollars to it? I, that is a question when Walton has his press conference that I need asked. I, maybe I got to hit the Broncos up to get to that, but you, somebody needs to ask him, you know, how much do you think, how much more do you think you paid because Russell Wilson got traded here? Wow. Interesting. Uh, this has been a monumental off season for the Broncos. Okay. Monumental off season. You don't see it that often with a new owner, a new head coach and a new quarterback. I want to say the last time we saw that was with the Dolphins in 2008 when Wayne Huizenga sold to Steven Ross. And that organization has just been a complete debacle. It was under Huizenga, and it has been under Ross. You also had the Cowboys do that with uh, Jerry Jones coming in. Tom Landry was out, and they put Jimmy Johnson in there, and then Troy Aikman was the quarterback. It took the, Bron it, it took the Cowboys about a year to turn things around. And by two years, they were back in the Super Bowl. You, um, three years, I should say. And you look here, it's just a completely different situation. It's a team that is ready to win now. Ready to win now. Let me say one more thing about Walton here. Because I, I read a whole bunch about him. Um, there's four styles of leadership. And Forbes says Walton subscribes to the humble servitude. Walton said it's the job of leaders to listen to customers, listen to customers, listen to customers. Well, that's pretty good, right? Isn't that what we want as football fans, as sports fans? 
You want your owner to listen? That's big. That's big. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of owner he is. Is he hands-on? Is he hands-off? Does he want to build a new stadium? Does he not want to build a new stadium? Does he put a ton of money into it or does he not put a ton of money into it? Does he embrace sports betting? Which I think if he's a billionaire, he knows what's good for him monetarily. So I think he's going to embrace sports betting. Maybe you make it a little fancier. Maybe you add uh, some kiosks or some way to make the experience even better for betters. It's going to be great. I, I, I'm excited. And, and hopefully for fantasy football too. Because most betters play fantasy football. Let's go, Rob Walt. Let's go. Let's get it going. More Broncos here. Individual game lines are up for the 2022 season. Broncos win total is 10. They are favored in nine games. They have an implied win total of 9.9 wins. Some would say if you just look at that, why did you bet over 10 wins, Holden? Why did you do that? Because that's up right now at Bet Rivers. The over is minus 121. The under is even money. You hit 10, you push. Over 10 wins is already a show play. That is at Bet Rivers. Over 10 minus 121. A lot of books have gone up to 10 and a half. And I think the thing to remember here is that the books aren't predicting who is going to win. The books are setting a line to get bets on both sides to win money. So there are quite a few people that look at the, at, at the lines throughout the season and say, okay, here's how I'm going to bet it. You know, they're only favored in this. And, and I think that's not the way to, to go after it and bet a team total. I still think 11 and six is going to be a sweat. I also think they get there if they can go at least three and three in the division and worst comes to worst, they go 10 and seven and what we get our money back. I'm fine with it. I love the over 10 bets still on bet rivers. That was number one on the front range Four, the four biggest sports stories on the front range. Let's go to number two here. That'll be the avalanche before I get into the goaltending situation and the injuries. Let's get into the ticket update. So this morning I went around, actually I checked right after the Western Conference Finals clincher, after the game, uh, the, the conference uh, clincher, and I saw tickets in the $700 range. This is five minutes after the team clinched the Western Conference. So I think a lot of the prices going forward are going to hinge on who wins the Eastern Conference. If it's the Rangers, the prices are going to go through the roof. There's a ton of Rangers fans everywhere. There's a ton of Rangers fans here. You see it when they come to town. If it's the Lightning, despite being the two-time Stanley Cup champions, it's just, it's not as sexy of a play. You know, the Rangers have won Stanley Cup since 1954 is the year, I want to say. And it might have even been earlier, but right around 1954, it's been forever. I mean, they won the Cup back in 93-94. Their fans are rabid and they're dying for them to get back in there. I say this, the get-in prices that I saw this morning, 1000 on SeatGeek, just a get-in price, 1100 on StubHub, $900 on Ticketmaster. I think that's for a standing room only, okay? The prices have already gone up because the Ticketmaster was where I checked it out. It was $743 to get in. Here we are two days later, and that price has gone up another 157 bucks. If the Rangers get into this, I guarantee you this thing is going to be between $1,300 to $1,500 just to get in. So if you want your Stanley Cup ticket prices you know, uh, and you want to play it safe, 
I would say you could scalp it right now, but the good news is if it's Tampa Bay, I don't think these prices go up. And as a matter of fact, the closer you would get to game time, I could see it going back down to that $700, $750 price. So if you want to go and scalp tickets, root for Tampa Bay to win because I think that price goes bananas if the Rangers get in there. Now, more on the abs. Let's get into this. Jared Bednar was talking yesterday. He's, now it's fourth line forward. Andrew Cogliano is out. He blocked a shot uh, with his, his arm in game four against the Oilers. And now you've got Cogliano, Kadri, who could return. They're leaving the door open, but he had thumb surgery on Monday. The Avs haven't ruled him out, but he's doubtful. Then again, he's a hockey player. I mean, come on. You broke your right thumb. Tape it, right? Old-time hockey. Hey, tape it up. Guys that play with broken collarbones and legs. I'm not going to rule Kadri out. I'm not ruling him out. Gerard is out for the finals. So these are the big ones. Cogliano, Gerard, and then Kadri. Nothing that is going to hold them back from winning a cup, though. You'd like to have Kadri. Eh, get under the other team's skin. Um, but here's the good thing about having to wait seven to 10 more days. Darcy Kemper gets more rest to get closer to hundred percent. And I asked this yesterday and I'm going to stick with my initial thoughts on it. I think that the Avs should start Francois in game one. He stepped in, he had a decent series. I'm not so sure that. I'm in the majority here. As a matter of fact, I think that most people want Francois out and Kemper in because Kemper is just bottom line the better goaltender. But what did Francois do to not earn a game one start is what I'd like to know. I, I Again, I think they go back to Kemper. I'd like to see Frankie in there. He has a 906 save percentage in the playoffs and 314 minutes played. That's not good. Tenth out of all goalies that played the postseason so far. But he's, they're 6-0 and when he's in net. It's almost like the pitcher, right? Wins don't matter. I feel like wins matter here. Uh, Franco stepped up a couple of times in the final minutes in that last series to preserve wins. Kemper looked horrible at times. He hasn't looked good really at all in the playoffs. He was fine in round one. Below average in round two. He got his butt kicked in, in the first game of the last series. 543 minutes, he has just an 897 save percentage. I mean, he's not even saving 90% of the shots in the eight games he played in. The Avs went 6-2 and two with him. Listen, do I think they can win the Cup with either goalie? Yes. But what I just saw with this team and Franco's behind them, I, I just, I'm not breaking the wheel. Just go. Just keep going here. See how far you can ride it. See how far you can ride it out with Pavel Franco's. I will, think, uh, I will say once again, I think this team is going to be rusty in game one. I think they're going to be rusty. We saw what happened at Tampa Bay game one against the Rangers. They got blown out. I'm a little concerned about that. But you know what? I got another week to 10 days to worry about it. So <laughs> we, we can think about that a little bit later on. All right. Number, wow, what would this be? Would this be number three or number four? So we did two Broncos topics. Two Avs topics. All right, let's just make this number four on the front range four, okay? Number four on the front range four, the NBA Finals. And I got a best bet for the finals. We got game three, Celtics Warriors, 
Scene shifting to Boston with the series tied at one. Here are the latest lines as we look at them on Bet Rivers. It is the Celtics now for the first time in this series that are the favorites because they moved from Golden State to Boston. And three and a half point favorites for the Celtics. That really hasn't moved since the line dropped. The total went up a point from 212 and a half to 213 and a half. It's been interesting in this series. We had 213 and a half back down to 212 and a half. Now 213 and a half in game three. Warriors plus 128 on the money line, minus 152 in the money line for the Celtics. We go to the series prices on Bet Rivers. Celtics minus 106, Warriors minus 115. So all of a sudden, you know, the Warriors who were heavily favored in that high minus 150 range, now at minus 115. Might be the time to jump in on them if you think they're going to win. This game tonight, though, this game tonight, (sighs) most are throwing around the stat of the Celtics being 6-0 straight up and against the spread after a loss okay and it's not just six games though you go back to the regular season jonathan tobel who is a frequent guest on this show from the mothership at vison he mentions after a loss this year celtics 26 and 11 straight up 25 and 12 against the spread so boston's in a good spot here and again i bet basketball live more than anything else but i bet a pre-game bet today as well i think we'll be able to grab the celtics at plus money at, at some point in time at plus points and plus money at some point in time they're in this game plus money on the money line if you want to get there or you know plus points which is great too uh through two games in the finals the warriors have outscored the celtics here's another bet for you too another trend Warriors have outscored the Celtics in the third quarter by 35 points. So this was something that has been a trend for the last three years. The only time I bet this, (laughs) it didn't win. Bet this pregame, it didn't win. Betting in-game, it has won a couple of times. But minus 109 for the Warriors to win the third quarter, a little sprinkle there. When I say a sprinkle, that is not a full or half unit. That's usually a quarter unit or less. But I think it's worth it pregame. To go in there, Warriors minus 109. I mean, if they're down, too, I think that number actually goes up. If they're down by a couple of points. But the Warriors have just been so darn good in the third quarter. And this is three years of data now. Uh, Let's move on to a couple other trends that I need to get to you. When the Celtics allow 20 or more points off turnovers in the playoffs, they're one and four straight up. When they allow fewer than 20 points off turnovers, they're 12 and three. So this will be the big thing I'm looking for in the first half. If I see the Celtics turning the ball over at a high rate again, I'm going to be concerned and hedge the other way with the Warriors. If they do clean it up, then I'm going to be sitting pretty. We're all going to be sitting pretty if we back the Celtics minus three and a half. That's my best bet. Here's an interesting thing. When they, when they allow fewer than 20 points off turnovers, they're 12 and three. Jason Tatum. Needs 11 turnovers to break LeBron James' record of 94 set in 2018. So don't turn the ball over at a high rate and the C's win. I think they take care of the ball tonight. They're at home. I like the Celtics tonight. Minus three and a half. Sprint, uh, and here, let me tell you something else that I did. So I got three best bets. I thought I only had two. I got three best bets. I've got the third quarter bet for the Warriors. Money line minus 109. 
and then another quarter unit on Boston minus nine and a half at plus 215. You go, what? Minus nine and a half. L- listen, a full unit for the game, on a, even a half unit on the Celtics before the game. You're telling me after both games in this series have been decided by double digits, after the majority of these playoff games over the last couple of rounds being double digits, being blowouts and double digits, it's not worth a little bit on Boston minus nine and a half. I absolutely think it is, especially when I'm getting plus 215 here. And I think at a lot of other times, if we had an alt line going from three and a half to nine and a half, it would probably be closer to 300. But the fact of the matter is this, both games in the series are double digit games. The trend in the playoffs is blowouts. It's not stopping. And I'm going to put a little bit down on that minus nine and a half at plus 215. Next on the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers, my buddy Ian St. Clair. Who does he think should be a net? Who does he think should be a net for game one of the Stanley Cup finals between the Avs and either the Lightning or the Rangers? Also, we got to discuss the new ownership situation with the Broncos as well. I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, people still love betting sports in Colorado, but there is one state that is now past Colorado. And they haven't been, they have not had legal sports betting for a long time. I thought it was an interesting state there. So we got that. We got a ton more to get to with Ian. And before the end of the show, I am going to get a little baseball back in here because the Rockies actually won a baseball game last night in San Francisco. That never, ever happens, does it? They never win in San Francisco. They had lost a dozen straight to the Giants. They won that last game here last month against San Francisco. And now they go on the road last night and they get a win against the Giants. Fascinating stuff there. Okay, Ian St. Clair, play Colorado, playcolorado.com. My guest every Wednesday here on the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Baseball is here, and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the season. Place a three-leg same-game parlay of at least $25, and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the Bet Rivers app or go to BetRivers.com. Must be 21. Must be located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Yep, welcome back to the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers, Holden, and my buddy Ian St. Clair. Ian St. Clair from Play Colorado, PlayColorado.com. Ian St. Clair, who is an Av season ticket holder. Congratulations, my friend. This has been a long time coming, no? It's been a very long time coming. I was joking with my wife. The last time the Avs made it this far, I was still a teenager. What? Yeah. You're like 90 now. Well, I'm not that old, but feels like it. Especially if I sit wow. too long on the couch. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, 21 sounds... years. It's a long time, pal. I mean, think about but, this. I, I was I was thinking of so when Gary Thorne, after they announced uh, Patrick Waugh winning the Conn Smythe Trophy after they uh-huh. the the Avs beat the Devils in Game Seven, and then they marched the cup out and Gary Bettman gets the photo with Joe Sakic and Joe Sakic 
immediately turns and hands it to Ray Borg. Gary Thorne says, after 22 years, a dream has come true. It's nearly been as long as Ray Bork's career since the last time the Avs were in the Stanley Cup final. That is crazy. It's been a little while. So talk to me. How have you changed as a person? <laughs> well, I, I, I'm older. I have gray You went through beard. puberty, right? You went through puberty. You know, things are going great for you right now. So in all seriousness, though, yeah. this has been a absolute wonderful ride, right? You come in, you're nervous. They're not going to get past the second round. They get past the second round. They're just not losing either. They've lost two games this whole playoffs. This has been a miraculous run. Um, so at this point, do the abs have to finish this thing off in order for it to be a successful season or getting to the cup finals? Is that what a successful season is? Cause I feel like maybe a month ago, just getting here was something that you'd say was successful. I would say they need to finish it off. You've come this far. You've played this well. You've lost two games and one of those losses shouldn't have been lost. I mean, they were up three goals against St. Louis in that game five that, that the Blues came back and won. Mm -hmm. So in, in reality, they probably should only have one loss. I, I mean, you're, you're right. This, this run has been remarkable. And it's the depth that has really shown through. I, I mean, the, the thing that stands out there, I mean, in every walk of life, especially in sports, we make comparisons and we look at what has happened in the past. But I cannot escape the fact that the Colorado Avalanche in that run in 2001 lost Peter Forsberg in that second round series to Los Angeles to a, tor to a spleen. He had to have his spleen removed and he wanted to come back and play. Now you lose your second line center in Nazem Kadri. And obviously it's only been one game. Well, I mean, it's basically two because it happened so early in game, game three. But the, the depth of this team, how how good they are defensively and not just the defensemen. I mentioned this to you when we were talking yesterday about how good they are defensively, not just as a defensive group, but as a forward group. And I mean, it really has been a remarkable run. They're, they're never out of it. They, they, they never feel like they're going to lose. I mean, the fact that they were down by two goals twice on the road in Edmonton against a team that was up against the wall and knew that they were going to throw everything against it. And the Avs come out and still find a way to win that game just speaks to the resiliency, the guts and the fight of this team. Okay. So we got a few other things to talk about here. Game one goalie. I don't think it's being talked enough uh, about. I don't even know if they've been talking about it because we got another seven to 10 days before this thing starts. So it's like, whoa, we got to marinate on this for a while. Who should you, who do you, you want to see in goal? I'll just preface this by saying, I think Francois gets in net. I don't think it was great in the Western Conference Finals, but they did sweep with him in net. I get it that Kemper's getting healthier, but the formula right now is working. And if you have a healthy Darcy Kemper and Francois is not on, uh, on point, then you bring Kemper in. I think there's going to be some layoff fatigue with this team too. I mean, what are we talking? Eight to 11 days when it all begins? Eight to 11 days off? I'm just going to go with Francois and lock him in there. Where are you going 
between the pipes. I'm going with Darcy Kemper. I he if it was any other game, they would have they, he would have been in net for game four. If you you've heard all the former players say, if if you're good to go as a backup goalie, you're good to play. I think Darcy Kemper will be the starter, and I think the reason you do is because he's a better goalie. He had his his ceiling is higher than Pavel Francos. And I think you're going to see a motivated goalie who is going to hear all the talk about how the only difference between either of the teams in the East and the Avalanche is goaltending. If it's Igor, if it's Igor Shosturkin or Andre Vasilevsky, that's what he's going to hear, and he is going to be determined and motivated to not be that weak link. And I think you're going to see him up his game. I think he's he was motivated in the playoffs too to make sure he wasn't the weak link. And it, he's been, he was mediocre at best, wasn't he? Especially against mediocre St. Louis. Mediocre at best. At, at, at the end of that St. Louis series, definitely. And then against game one, whether, I mean, I, I do think he had some sort of lingering issue with his eye with what happened in the first round with that stick from Johansson against Nashville. There, I, I think there were some lingering issues with that. There was a tweet from an Avs beat writer who said that he couldn't see, that he was having problems seeing the puck, which makes sense because he couldn't stop it. I, I, but I do think you're going to see him up his game. He knows what's at stake. And he has the ability to steal games. He did it against the Avalanche when he was with Arizona. So he has that ability. I think he's going to be even more determined to not be that weak link. And I think Bednar, the coaching staff, even Joe Sackick, will go to Darcy Kemper to start the Stanley Cup final. What is the buzz that you're feeling right now. Now I'm out, listen, I'm kind of a homebody. So I go to the gym, I go to the grocery store and I go out to eat with my girlfriend. So those are the only places I hear buzz. Actually, I went to the car dealership yesterday. I heard a guy talking about the avalanche. That was really nice. Outside of that, I have not heard too much about them. I really think still that the regular season, I'm, I'm calling it a freaking ban on the fans because my, the fans aren't going out of their way to do this. You got 20% of town watching them. The other 80% maybe have started following them, and I think they will once this next series starts, but I'm not feeling as big a buzz as there should be. This, this town should be just buzzing right now. Everybody should be excited, and they're not. I think that goes back to what happened in the 90s. There, there really wasn't a buzz around that first team in 1995-96 that went on to beat Florida and win the first professional championship in Colorado when they won the Stanley Cup in 96. I, I don't know if there was much of a – there may have been because of Ray Bork. There may have been that interest from uh, those who moved from Boston, which it seems like there's a lot of them here, Boston, Chicago, L.A. So I, – I, this will always be a Broncos town. This will always be uh, a, a sports town that's dominated by the Denver Broncos. It's been that way since the Orange Rush, in or the Orange Crush in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think you'll see it amp up. I mean, because you said it. I mean, there's going to be at least 11 days. The Stanley Cup final won't start until J- June 18th because I think the series now between Tampa and New York is going to go seven games. I mean, unless Tampa wins game five back at MSG, they could probably end it in six, but I, I see this series going seven, which means that, that that Stanley Cup final would start Saturday, June 18th. 
It's wild. Absolutely wild at this point how much uh, we got going on here in Denver in the offseason, right? June's yeah. supposed to be slow. We got the uh, Broncos' new ownership. We got OTAs, minicamp, I should say, abs. So much going on. Uh, I, I got a couple other things with the abs, though, before we move on to the Broncos. Ticket prices. So you have season tickets, right? And, and we have the ability to go to games when okay. we want to. Not not a season ticket holder. It'd be nice, but I don't know if I would want to go to 41 games. That's a lot. But we do have the ability to go to games when we want. Okay. You have the ability to go to games when you want. If you got one of the tickets, would you sell it for $2,000? Because right now, just to get in, the cheapest price is $900 for the worst seats in the place. And I think if the Rangers get in, we're not getting in for less than like $1,500, which is going to just break my bank because I'm going to take my two kids to one of those games, especially if it's later in the series. Like if there's a, a game five or a game seven, I'd prefer to go to that as opposed to games one and two because, you know, things just get ratcheted up in the playoffs. So much more intense the deeper it goes. But um, would you consider selling? I would consider finding a way to buy tickets so that I could sell them because then you could buy the tickets and then potentially make some money back depending on how much you sell them for. But I, I, I probably won't. I, I, I'm not one that likes to drop close to three grand to go to a sporting event. I know. So if it was, if it was a cup clincher potentially, what would be interesting is to look at the price. If let's say Tampa advances and, buying airline tickets and buying tickets to go to that might be cheaper than buying tickets to go to the to a home to a home abs yeah. game because i looked at prices for the tampa bay lightning against florida panthers last year in the playoffs because my mom lives in florida and ticket prices were just insanely cheap so it's cheaper to buy a round trip ticket to tampa sleep in a hotel and get stanley cup tickets I, I would I would look into it and see if it might be. I I mean, who knows because of fuel prices and inflation now is. with yeah. with airline tickets that might be what gets you. So it, I I'd look into it though. I mean, but I'm not gonna buy tickets. It's it's just that's way way too much. You're not buying tickets. It's way too much. You'll get your tickets though. You'll be fine. Hopefully, you know, you'll get there. You, hopefully, come on. You have to get to this. <laughs> You've been waiting since a prepubescent boy for this moment. You have to. I will be disappointed if you don't get there. I will be more disappointed if you don't get there than if I don't get there. <laughs> well, I hope it happens then. Yeah, I hope it happens too. Okay. Anything else on the uh, avalanche? Kale McCarr, Nate McKinnon, Rantanen's waking up, or is it time to get to the Broncos? Talk to me here. You got one more Thought on the Avs? I, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how the Conn Smythe goes down. If the Avalanche do go on to win the Cup, and I, and I and I think they eventually will, obviously. I think it's going to it's obviously between those two to win the Conn Smythe between Kale McCarr and Nathan McKinnon. I think Kale McCarr might have the edge just based on how well he played defensively in that last series against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. There's that highlight of him getting back on the rush against Connor McDavid and knocking the puck away from him. That might be what gives him the edge, but you never know with Nathan McKinnon. I think he took more of a defensive role being a second, a, a two-way forward against Edmonton. Obviously he had his moments like that goal in the third period to tie it up. 
So I, I think it's between those two. Obviously, I'm hoping that either one does because I have bets on both and I got both with great odds. So um, we'll see. But I think it's going to be between those two. And I, I the other thing that will be interesting is this time off, is it enough to get Kadri and Andrew Cogliano back on the ice? Because Jared Bednar told the media on Tuesday that Cogliano is in the, in the same boat as Kadri with his hand that he used to block the shot. I think both will be on the ice. I really do. Because Peter Forsberg wanted to play without a spleen. I, <laughs> I mean, if that doesn't tell... I, I mean, I, Kadri and Cogliano know what's at stake. And, and hockey players are a different breed. And I think both will be on the ice. I think it'll be enough time for them to, to get used to it, to what they have to do with their current injuries and how they can make it work because I, I I do think both will be on the ice. Okay. We just spent 15 minutes on the ads, which is probably longer than most sports talk radio uh, shows will do for now until game one. So congratulations. We got that going on. Uh, I want to get into Broncos ownership though. So we got Rob Walton coming in and it's, um, He's not going to be the guy that runs the day-to-day operations. No. Okay. Um, it's going to be Greg Penner. His son-in-law. Was his son-in-law. Who's, by the way, I researched him this morning. Both of his parents are sex therapists. That's the most interesting thing I could find about him. <laughs> that, that, that is fascinating. I He's into it. therapy, so maybe he can work with some Broncos fans after what they've been through for the last six years. Yeah. But any initial thoughts here on Walton finally getting the deal done for about $4.65 billion? So there's two things on this. I sent out a tweet oh. about it. The fact that Melody Hobson is included in this ownership group is a massive win. She is, Ooh. by all accounts, a superstar. And aside from the fact that she's married to George Lucas, and I've seen those, I've seen some jokes about it. I think it would be awesome to now have the Broncos cheerleaders replaced by stormtroopers. I think that would that would be incredible. And stormtroopers. How, how about Come this? On. How about this? Now the Broncos can do getaways to Skywalker Ranch. Mm-hmm. Aside from all that, she's a superstar. So the fact that she's included in this ownership group is a major win. But you also now have the richest owner in the NFL. So there is going to be no problem with cash on hand. Over the last 15 years, that's been one of the things that fans and media have thrown out is the lack of cash on hand. You don't have that problem now because you have the richest owner in sports. And it won't be Rob Walton, but Greg Penner still has the ability to tap into that Walmart money. So that makes me happy. And there's still talk of PFM Peyton Manning being included in the ownership group, whether it's he's not in this initial group, but there has been talk from Mike Kliss, the nine news Broncos insider Mm -hmm. that he's going to have a role that is massive. And then the other big thing in all this, Joe Ellis is finally going away. Joe. Yeah. That's your happy. I mean, this is your happy spot. I don't even think you're you're more excited about them getting sold. You're just happy Ellis is gone. Yes, I, I mean, like I don't know who you hate more, Ellis or Montfort. It, it, who do you hate more? It's on the same level because they're both incompetent and they both shouldn't be where they are. But yeah, I mean, it, it disappoints me that Joe Ellis is still going to be around until next March because mm-hmm. he's going to be involved in the transition and all this. But still, he's gone. Get him out. Bleach 
anything that has to do with him for the foreseeable future. And since this is a sports betting show, I've brought this up a couple of times. Now that we know who the new ownership group is, are they going to be as all in on sports betting and esports as the past regime was? Because there are three current deals with sports books. There's an esports partnership. There has been talk about a gaming center around Mile High that's similar to the one that's at Patriots Place in Foxborough. Is that going to be the case? And of course, there's been talk of a new stadium. And as much as I hate the idea, there's potential for Rob Walton to now use his own money to build a similar stadium that his cousin-in-law, Stan Kroenke, just built in Inglewood with SoFi Stadium. And it would be the whole point of getting the Super Bowl to Denver. Yeah, that's my that's my next thing is the new stadium. You know, I, it's coming, right? It's got it's going to be here. You, you got to get a new stadium. You would think so. And as long as it's paid for by Walmart money, and that they don't want taxpayers involved, go for it. I I, I, I don't, don't know if that yeah, – you know we're going to foot a bill for it, right? No, I they better not because I will not I, – I will be the first one to say no. And talk about a – if you want to upset fans in a major way, the stadium is barely 20 years old. You yeah. do not need a new stadium. If you're going to do this, you're going to foot the bill and pay for it by yourself. The other thing that's going to have to be upped – is the infrastructure to get out to the stadium. They better take off the toll for E470. There better be other ways to get out to that stadium. They better get light rail out to that stadium from the north, the central, and the south part of town because it is a nightmare to get around on the east part of, of, of Aurora, to get, to get through Aurora to Commerce City. So they better get that figured out if that's where they're going to build the stadium. That would be a nightmare. In all seriousness, it'll give us something to talk about, but that would be a nightmare if they threw it up there. Especially, I mean, what if you live out in Littleton or something like that? It must take forever to get out to Aurora. Oh, um, it, it's a night because you, you either have to get on 225 and those who drive through the tech center looking at the, I mean, there's always traffic back up around 225 at any point in the day, especially going north, 225 uh-huh. is backed up. E-470 is still a toll road. It wasn't supposed to be a toll road this long. The fact that it still is, they better take the toll road off and not charge people to to get to the stadium on top of having to pay for tickets, having to pay for parking. So there's a lot of issues that have to get resolved at this, because there's no doubt that that's where they're going to build this new stadium is out by DIA, because that's where the land is. They'll have the ability to, to get their own Jerry World so it'd be like a, a, a Walmart world <laughs> out in I basically western Kansas. I hate I hate Walmart and I hate DIA. It's like two of my things that I, I can't stand going into Walmart because it's always messy. It's disgusting. And the other thing is I don't want to go out to DIA because it's gross and it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. That, and that's, so just keep the stadium then. Just keep it where it is and do – what I have been told they were going to do, and that's just revamp all around Mile High. Just up along Federal Boulevard on the west side, yeah. take the south side. There are ways that you can up the infrastructure around current Mile High and make it better. That I mean, it's the perfect locale for a stadium. It's right by Ball Arena. It's close enough. It's easy to get to from wherever you are in the state. Keep it where it is and just update. Maybe put a roof on it if you really want yeah. to get the Super Bowl. But Walton has the money to do it. 
Just do it that way. Hmm. I'm just trying to think here, like put a roof on it. It's easier said than done, but I'm with you. I mean, put a damn roof on it because you really don't need a new stadium. It stinks because the traffic in the area where the stadium is located right now is hellish already. But if you do want a Super Bowl, I think that because the stadium itself is in pretty good shape still, besides for the fire they had. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's it's not old. It's not an old stadium. It's, it's 20 years old, and they've they've done a great job of keeping it up to date. There was that fire, but it it that should be up and ready to go by the start of the mm-hmm. of the season. So it's not like it's uh, nice and stadium in Nashville where it's just decrepit and falling apart. It's not. I mean, you don't have the stairs cracking, so there aren't any issues with the stadium. It's just about getting the Super Bowl. That would be why that new stadium is built out by DIA. Okay, we got the Broncos done now. We got some other things to get into. Uh, you and I always enjoy. We're kind of betting geeks. We enjoy talking about handles and how much. People are betting here in the state of Colorado. And if you go to playcolorado.com, which is what I do, I go to playcolorado.com. I wait for the story to come out and the story drops and we find out how much people are betting. Now, the last time we talked, the last time we talked, the numbers were way down, but we expected that to happen, right? Well, this time I sent you something and it kind of blew my mind. Uh, When did Arizona go legal, first of all? September 2021. Okay, so they haven't been around that long, no. but they moved past us in total handle. And folks, total handle is the amount of money that is just coming in. Handle is just money. So New York, 1.6 billion. Holy moly, Jersey, 1.1 billion. These people are degens. Um, <laughs> and there's a lot of people that live there too. Yeah, that, okay? that's the main thing. A lot of people. A lot of, yeah, a lot of people. You got Chicago. So Illinois is third at 971 million. Nevada. I mean, that's just going into the books, right? Yeah. Look at this. I, I People, mean, that's a destination, and they're now fourth. Yeah. And it, oh, think, Vegas think is about, the heart. And think about this. No. If Nevada ever got rid of that, I've said this before on this show, if they ever got rid of that stupid in-person registration, that number would go up because then you would be able to get the bigger sports books to come into Nevada. Until that happens, the fact that it's still where it is, with that stupid in-person registration rule. So it's most, most of it, as you said, is all retail, which is crazy to me. Yeah, no way in hell. I mean, I, I just can't stand going out there. I can't, uh, and, and listen, I'll probably go out there and do some shows for VEASAN. That's great for work, but I, there, I just talked to my buddy who moved back here, who moved to Vegas for about six months, couldn't handle it anymore. Don't get me started on Vegas. Between the water shortage, the people, and horrible betting, don't go to Vegas. Just sit at home and do it there. Uh, so we got what? Nevada, Pennsylvania's number five, Arizona, $691 million, And then we're here at $505.5 million. Talk to me about Arizona here. Is this going to be a trend where they're ahead of Colorado? I think it's going to be very close. I I don't know how much of that was the University of Arizona making a run like the Wildcats did. Other than that, I I don't understand what Arizonans were betting on at that point, but it's going to be very interesting. I think it's going to be Colorado and Arizona. I think Colorado is a little bit of a better market, but I'm biased since I live here, Uh but we'll see. I I think, I don't think it's going to be that kind of a number 
for Arizona. I think Colorado will be higher. What will be interesting is what Arizona's number looks like for May and, and for April in particular, because I believe that was for March, wasn't it? That, that Arizona number. Mm -hmm. So yeah. what Arizona looks like in April and May is going to be very telling. I don't think it's going to be that high. How far it dips, I wasn't expecting Colorado to dip as much as it did in April. So we'll see. I But it, it's very interesting. And you mentioned New York and New Jersey. That's why everybody is looking at Texas, is looking at California, mm -hmm. Florida, if though Massachusetts, if though and Ohio is, is coming. I, I don't understand why Ohio is waiting until January first, but that's a different topic for another show. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's very interesting. I, I'll, I'll be curious to see if Arizona is able to sustain this. I don't think it's going to be that high, but we'll see. How big of a boost are we expecting for the Avs run and then the Nuggets playoff series? I think it'll be, it might may not be huge, but I think you'll see a bump. I, I think the fact that fans are going to be able to actually watch the Avalanche, the fact that they haven't been able to the last three years. So I, I, I will be curious to see that. It may, it won't be a massive jump and same with the Nuggets, but there will be a bump. And NBA betting will continue to, re to remain the king when the NFL isn't in action. So that, that will remain the case. So it, it'll be a small bump. And eventually we'll see MLB take over because there's nothing else to bet on. And yeah. You there? Yeah, still here. Okay, very good. Hold on a second. I need to about 27, 15. I thought you dropped out, but you didn't. Okay. Um, in three, two, and one. All right, so uh, this is good. This is good. We'll get a little abs bump. I was just talking to my trainer the other day. I said, man, you got to start betting this. Tell my picks we're doing well on the show. And he did. And I'm hoping these abs bets give us a little boost because people weren't betting on them during the regular season. And maybe now they start saying, oh, this is kind of fun. This is fun. We can go bet on it. We can even be more invested in it. So I'm just hoping the bump is, is huge. Really. Because this is a is a great time to sign up and get in on a team here in town that has the best shot of winning a, a championship in what, five, six years. Absolutely. And I, I think the, the the fascinating aspect of it from a betting perspective is if you're looking for opportunity, there's gonna be they're probably gonna be favored in just about every game they play in. Look for the live betting opportunities when they trail. Because the fact that this I, I mentioned it earlier, this team is never out of it. And you're going to get good value if they ever trail in the next series against Tampa or New York. There's going to be good value on the live the live money line. That's where you get your opportunities to get some value. I think I'm, what, four and one? And that's when, when they give up the first goal. I just bet the abs. It's a really simple strategy. There's better than everybody. I'm going to be a little concerned, though. With Vasilevsky or Shashurkin, Shashurkin, I've watched a, a lot of the Eastern Conference playoffs too. Those two dudes can steal series, you know. But at this point, it's just like, where's the weakness for the Avs besides goaltending? And you brought it up to me yesterday. They just shut everything down in the crease. Yep. Teams are not getting thirty-five shots off of them. It's not happening, and it seems to happen to the other team a lot against the Avs. <laughs> And that's because of their transition game and how well they play defensively. They just do not give up anything. 
not until game four did McDavid and Dreisaitl really do anything. And that's because they're two of the better players in the world. And no matter what you do, you're not going to be able to completely shut them down. And the fact that both of them, basically, they were they both got over 30 points. And the amount of games that they played is crazy. But it also speaks to what they what the Avalanche did in this series. To sweep Edmonton and limit the chances. And they did it against St. Louis. They did it against Nashville. The way they play in front of the goalie, no matter who it is, in the defensive zone and in the neutral zone, is so impressive. And I think people are finally realizing this isn't just a team that can score and is an offensive team. It's a defensive team, and it can hit you, and it can beat you up. And that's the difference between this team and the ones the last three years that couldn't get over that second-round hurdle. Last question for you here. What is the difference between Stan Kroenke, Mr. Walton, and Dick Monfort? Uh, Stan Kroenke and Rob Walton actually know what they're doing. Dick Mon- it's a beautiful ballpark, Ian. Yeah, it's it's a, it's, it's a glorified sports bar. It, it has that rooftop bar. It has McGregor Square out. There's, I mean, it's a great way to enjoy the sunset. Just don't worry about the product on the field because, like the last twenty years, it sucks. It does suck. It's uh, it's a great place to go, though. Yeah. I mean, come on, two thousand seven was only fifteen years ago. Only. Yeah, I don't know what you're getting upset about that. We for. had the Blake Street Bombers. I mean, hey, had My Larry first Walker. first trip to Coors Field ever was the uh, 2007 World Series. Didn't right. last very long. Not it a didn't. long trip. It was two days. Uh, three, because we got the, maybe four. Halloween, beautiful. I was like, oh, my God, there's so many beautiful women here on Halloween night. Halloween in Denver, something else. Too bad I sit on my butt. So there could be a lot of fun to be had, my friend. Okay. Give us a plug here. PlayColorado.com. Your one-stop shop for betting news, analysis, features, opinion, anything and everything to make you a safer and smarter better. (laughs) That's awesome stuff. Good stuff. Follow Ian St. Clair on Twitter at... Ian St. Clair. There's no E on the end either. No. Just I-A-N-S-T-C-L-A-I-R. Correct. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate the time. Thanks, Holden. All right, let's go look at the Rockies, Giants, and wrap up the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers next. Bet Rivers is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com to sign up. Must be 21, must be located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Putting a bow on the show, and thanks again to Ian St. Clair from PlayColorado.com. We got the Rockies and the Giants, game two of this series. I mean, listen, last night I fell asleep. Last night I fell asleep during the game. I said, oh, my God. After Marquez gave up three runs in the first inning, I went back to sleep. I said, here we go again. Ho-hum, ho-hum. What happened? Marquez settled down after that. Yeah, he looked horrible in the first. He gave up three runs, settled down, didn't allow a run for the next five innings. Bullpen, three scoreless innings, gave up just a hit, no walks. I think San Francisco was tired after that 10-game road trip out to the East Coast. They had a day off, but they looked sluggish. 
But I don't want to take away from what the Rockies did. Charlie Blackman pinch hit three-run home run in the sixth. And the Rockies won 5-3, beating Carlos Rodon, who's been one of the best pitchers in the majors. Here are the lines on Bet Rivers this evening. Rockies plus 185 on the money line. I mean, how many times has this team been a dog on the road and then ended up winning a game? Well, it's, it's happened quite a bit. Um, on the run line, if you think they're going to lose, but they'll lose by just a run, minus 115. I don't recommend buying in just the, just the run and a half. I mean, they're either going to win or they're going to lose. Who the hell knows? Uh, total runs, eight and a half. Juice to the over, minus 122. The under is plus 102. So the pitching matchup here, uh, Senzatella and Alex Wood. Alex Wood, the lefty. Antonio Senzatella. Here's an interesting thing. The over is 9-0 and in Senzatella's last nine starts overall. <whistles> Always tough for me, though, to go with an over out in San Francisco at night. It's cold. The winds are swirling. They always say it's blowing out, but it's not blowing out down at field level. It, it swirls a lot there. Uh, it, that's where baseballs go to die. Okay. Here's Senzatella's road numbers though. He's been much better at home than on the road. And th that's actually a good thing. You know, Marquez has been like that. Freeland kind of Senzatella at home. Now, you look at ERA, you go, that doesn't matter. But I think it's just a good barometer. ERA 3.92 at Coors, 5.66 on the road. Whip, walks and hits, and innings pitched, 1.36 at home. 1.59 on the road. So more base runners, higher ERA, strikeouts per nine at home. 4.69. He does strike out more on the road, though, almost seven per game, per nine innings, I should say. So there's a lot that's going against the Rockies here. Also want to say this. What was that money line price? That money line price was minus 220. Well, and San Francisco has a line where their favorites are minus 220 or more. They've won four of those seven games. Okay. I'm not going to mess with this. This game is a pass. I did want to give you the best chance, though, to figure out which direction you want to hammer this. Uh, with Senzatella not being great on the road, the only bet I would look at here and probably not bet would be the Giants over four and a half runs, minus 132. If we see Senzatella come out pitching well early, there could be a case to be made to back the Rockies live, but we're not in the middle of the game. So I'm not going to throw that out there at you. Okay, thank you very much, by the way, for Ian for hopping on. Going to preview uh, the abs in the Stanley Cup a whole bunch, like every day now. And Mark Springer, our abs insider, is going to join me tomorrow. We'll look forward. Uh, I wonder who he wants to see in the Cup Finals. I bet you it's the Rangers, but Shesterkin has been just absolutely magnificent so far in these playoffs for the Rangers. So get, looking forward to seeing... You know, who he would like to face, his thoughts on who should start game one as well. Thanks to our producer, Steven. Don't forget, follow me on Twitter, at Holden Radio. If you get a chance, give me a five-star review. That would be great as well. Check out all our odds at BetRivers.com. Have a great Wednesday.